0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDIC. I
1: can't change the past. You trespass, Jedi. But I'm done hiding. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Rogue Rebels Podcast. What are you coloring?
2: Sorry, I did <laughs> out something. I was I was looking at my to do list was on my desk and I was like, oh, I did that. Oh, you were like,
1: sweet check mark.
2: Sorry, Day sorry, made. I, was just, I awesome. got excited. I thought I did something. I okay. did.
1: I was sorry. Like, are we drawing live? Live <laughs> no. live animation. No, no,
2: that's a, that's a Lizzie thing.
1: Okay, this is my special guest Zoe from Star Wars Geek Girl. You have already heard her talk, but anyway, this is her.
0: <laughs> Hello.
1: How are you doing, Zoe? You're marking things off your to-do to-do list like there's no tomorrow, huh?
2: Yeah, <laughs> I'm doing good. Doing good. Great. Um Yeah.
1: And productive, I hear.
2: I'm trying. Yeah. If middle school kids will really drain you. I commend you for living with one for several years.
1: Oh, I was gonna say like not they don't last forever.
2: <laughs> no.
1: They're well, when school. you're oh. when
2: you're when you're in a middle school. Yeah. Yeah, that's. Fair. They last forever. <laughs>
1: Well, I mean, as long as you're in that middle school, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You could you could go with them. I guess you can't. You could be like, no. oh, let's all go to high school no. now.
2: No, no. That's weird. Me versus like thirty middle school. Mm-hmm. Scary.
1: And every year they reload. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. They refresh. 30, you get a new
1: batch. Thirty fresh warriors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> great. Great.
2: One kid. Oh, you like Zelda? You'll think this is funny. I do. Uh there is um. I was just sitting there, you know, teaching an art class one day. And this kid's like, you know what I see when I look at you? This is sixth grade. So he's like, 11, okay. 12. I was like, what? He goes, you look just like the happy mask salesman from Majora's Mask. And I was like, I don't know what that is. He's like, look it up.
1: Well, what you and can do, like, you don't even need to look it up. You just need to ask Axel. And he will explain to you for three hours about that. <laughs>
2: well, this was is, this is in, the, in the moment. And I looked yeah. it up and I was like... You're not wrong,
1: but
2: <laughs> I'm not, I'm not a fan of the comparison.
1: You don't like, you don't like the Happy Mask Salesman style. I don't. Like, I think the hair, like there's, the Happy Mask Salesman cast kind of boring clothes and then like a weird smile.
2: I think it was the face. He said it was my face hmm. is what it was.
1: I mean, for me, the memory <laughs> is just the weird smile, but we're not here to talk about the Happy Mask Salesman <laughs> and the mythology of Majora's Mask and Hyrule. Or Hyrule Historia or anything Hyrule related, even though I now have Tears of the Kingdom, but I haven't touched it because I'm busy surviving with a Jedi. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: We're not here to talk about that either. We're here to talk about Jedi Battle Scars by Sam Maggs, which is the book that takes place. That is a, a book about Cal Kestis and the crew of the Stinger Mantis that takes place between Jedi Fallen Order and Jedi Survivor.
0: Yes. Um,
2: So I'm a bit off on the timeline. How many years is it between the two games and, like, what year is this one?
1: So I don't know if it's nailed down because it seems, like, unspecific. So I just kind of think of it as right in the middle. Because basically the original game is about five years after Order 66. So Fallen Order is five years after Order 66. And the newer game, Jedi Survivor, that just came out is five years after that so 10 years which is like the same okay. time as kenobi uh that kind of era so i kind of look at this game as like in my head i just kind of put it right in the middle because mm. in the book they talk about it a few times oh you know the, the crew's been like doing things for a couple of years yeah so like you know and then mm-hmm. it's all so kind it's, of
2: put it in the middle
1: yeah I, that's what i do until they give me a specific thing which they haven't yet I I just know. Kind of think the about
2: timelines it. book came out right before. Oh,
1: did you take a picture? Do you have it?
2: <laughs> I know I have. No, I'm saying uh, the timelines book. I don't think has this. I haven't looked through the whole Dang. thing yet. Cause it's huge. Well, I have it, just not in this room.
1: Go to five years after <laughs> 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 Jedi Fallen. Five years after Order sixty six, and keep flipping until you get to this. Uh, okay. <laughs> Follow the I'll, fifth brother. I'll do
0: that after. <laughs> Follow the
1: fifth <laughs> brother. Follow the fifth brother. See what comes up. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know. This is a book that takes place with these video game characters, which is really, really cool. We don't always get, like, a lot of tie-in stuff, like, the way that we used to. Uh, it's funny, because, like, everybody complains about how everything's, like, tie-in. Oh, look, like, they're just doing... Oh, look, like, the princess and the scoundrel is just, like, a cash grab of, like, the galactic star cruiser. And it's like, no, it's a book. And it's, like, a tie-in <laughs> to another thing that's also happening at the same time. Just, like, this book is a tie-in to a video game, like... I like having more stories of my things. Like, why would you be Mm -hmm. like, hey, here's a cool video game with characters that you love and enjoy and will never see anywhere else (laughs) ever. Man, I really like these characters. What a book about them. Ew.
2: Yeah, I think it's so weird, though, because it's like, you know, it's like, oh, like, why you just got to tie everything together? Like, it's all Star Wars. Like, it's all.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean. You know,
2: if you're saying this book is a cash grab, the game's, like, it's all a cash I grab. Mean, everything is, is a, a cash grab. Your
1: action figures, three and three quarter inch action figures, are cash grabs. Hey. Oh, why are they making, like, characters from the movie? Why don't I have a three and three quarter of another star? Like, this is just a cash grab to get me to, like, think about a new hope. Oh, wait, it's not called that yet. Star Wars. Um, it's, it's
0: silly.
1: Same
2: I thing just, when people say fan service. It's like, it's. yeah it exists because there's fans to service right the whole
1: thing i mean (laughs) like because fan service is a thing that's like you're even like yeah yeah and i guess this is the same thing like i guess this book is meant to make money yes congratulations to new york times best-selling author sam Meggs. uh (laughs) yes and you know most uh star wars books uh, are made to make money and movies by the way people who were like this is just a cash grab for the movies those movies made billions of dollars uh yeah which is way more cash grabby than this this book i believe (laughs) i don't know i'm not a economist but i believe i know billions is greater than whatever this is so you know uh silly funny it's just star wars star wars I mean, it's probably not even Star Wars fan. I mean, it is Star Wars fans, but I I bet it's just fans in general. I bet you somebody somewhere is like, "Ugh, this Zelda book is just a cash grab for like Mm -hmm. Oh, but they're making Stranger Things comics now. Just cash grabbing off of a Netflix show. Grabby, grabby. (laughs) So, I don't know. It's uh, funny. But you know what's not a cash grab, Zoe? What? Everything free content wise at the rogue You don't have to give any cash. You can also for free right now, you can go like our Facebook page and get constant updates on our socials. You can follow us everywhere at the rogue. Re- you can follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and hive at the rogue rebels for free. We will not grab any of your cash for that. <laughs> and you can even cash grab us on Twitter without paying $8. At Rogue Rebels Fan, <laughs> this podcast you're listening to right now, free for you. I mean, if you want to donate a dollar here and there, hey, I'm not gonna argue, and I won't grab it. I will like lightly, gently take it. Thankfully, um, Zoe, where are yes. you not grabbing people's cash?
2: Uh, you can go to StarWarsGeeker.com. There is uh, quizzes and articles and for free. Um, for free, it's all free. You all free.
1: Free quizzes.
2: Free quizzes. Well, maybe not anymore because the thing I made the quizzes with <laughs> is trying to grab my cash oh, now. Yeah. So.
1: Look. But the ones that are students, there, <laughs> college students pay thousands of dollars for quizzes. You're getting them for free at Star Wars Geek Girl.
2: Yes, lots of quizzes. Um, and you know other things to read. You know. You, like this book, you have to pay to read. You don't mm-hmm. got to pay That's to true. read what I say about it. That's true. You know, I'm not grabbing any cash. Nope. I can. If you have cash, you want me to grab.
1: Mm-hmm. No, we gently, um, gently accept.
2: <laughs> gently, gently accept. Yes. I'll hold out my hands. I don't even grab it. You can cash, gently place it. Cash
1: palm. In my hand.
2: <laughs> cash <palm. laughs> um, And as far as social media, you also don't have to pay $8 to follow us at SWG Girl on Twitter. For free. And on Instagram for free. And on Facebook, also free. Star with Geek Girl, and the podcast is also free wherever you're listening to this podcast.
1: Uh, yeah, if if you want to be a uh, premium podcast subscriber, go to whatever platform you listen to podcasts on and subscribe or follow our podcast, and it will cost you free ninety nine. Three ninety nine. Free
2: ninety
1: nine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> free ninety nine. No cash grabs. <laughs> Boom. Done. Uh. Thank you guys all for listening to this free podcast. Uh, and I thank the writers of this book, Sam Maggs, because I really like these characters and I do want to see them in other places. And uh, I don't know if you mm-hmm. remember Zoe. There was a when Fallen Order came out, there was a tie in comic series called yeah. Dark Temple. So I don't I know do if you read that, that one, but it was pretty cool. i
0: have not,
2: but I know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm.
1: It mainly focused on Seer Junda and her master mm-hmm. and uh, really cool, really fun, really interesting, great art. Uh, so but it was really cool to see this book that was actually focusing on characters that I really, really, really like. For example, my favorite character, Marin, <laughs> mm-hmm. major part of this book. Yes. Um, so thank you. Uh, just real quick and other book related news. Hey, do you guys like books? And letting people grab your cash. Check out this cash grab of a book of an Inquisitor called Rise of the Red Blade by Delilah Dawson. Back writing probably really questionable, mean, angry people. (laughs) (laughs) Which is kind of what Delilah Dawson does really well. It's awesome. Uh, I enjoy it. This is about one of the Inquisitors who was introduced in like a Star Wars comics. Uh, The Darth Vader series. But she didn't have a name before. Now we know that she is Iskat Akaris. Has spent much of her time as a Padawan traveling the galaxy with her master Semberve, collecting artifacts and lost knowledge for the Jedi archives. But after being recalled to the Jedi Temple, Iskat and her master are sent on a rescue mission, one that will change the futures of the Jedi Order and the Republic and Iskat herself. And supposedly, it really focuses on how this Jedi falls and becomes, like... T- turns to the dark side and becomes an Inquisitor, which I think can be a really fascinating story.
2: Yes, it'll uh, be very fun. That'll uh, be interesting to see what she's up to when Order 66
1: happens. Yeah, like, for sure. Uh, that's,
2: sh- always, that's always something to look forward <laughs> to. Yes, right?
1: another Order 66 ke- scene. <laughs> Yay. But In
2: a book this time. We right. don't have as many in books. I, I, don't want, think. I
1: mean, we do, but people just don't put them in YouTube compilations.
2: Well, I know, but not as many as
1: Oh, okay. like That's
2: in right. canon in canon which ones do we have in books
1: uh i mean like new dawn flashbacks i suppose that counts okay or I'd, do you count comic books because kanan the last Padawan. one <laughs> well <laughs> i
2: like i know i uh, no, kanan has one in the comics i'm thinking book books because this is a like okay. a novel
1: like i'm trying to flip i'm looking at my timeline right now nope <laughs> maybe <laughs> young readers i don't see any <laughs> Uh, so maybe you're right. But, like, to just say this book has one. I hope somebody edits it in their, like, really sad Order 60s, where they, like... <laughs>
2: it's just static outdated. images.
1: Well, it's just, like, pictures of the words scrolling downwards. <laughs> almost like The Crawl. But you're just reading yeah. it. You're like, it's got turned. No music, clones, just, like... <laughs> the clones now, all of a sudden. She felt the disturbance in the force. As if thousands of voices were crying out in terror.
2: Do We know, because... She was in the Vader comics.
1: Do we know what number she is? I was like, we no, we do not know what number she no. is. Her and another, like the the. Uh, if you're interested in this character, her story in the Vader comics is very short but very interesting. Um, so there's her and another Inquisitor that are unidentified in those comics. And uh, you know, if you pick up those, that's like the, I believe it's like the second run of the Charles Sewell... not not the second run, but the second arc of charles Soule's run of the vader comics uh because the first mm-hmm. arc is kind of like him getting the lightsaber and meeting the inquisitors and then in the second arc he's like more like training them and deciding to go to mustafar and all that kind of stuff um and okay. th- this character is in those issues like i mm-hmm. want to say issue 10 or 11 but it's, i know it's in the second part and there's also really cool. they released uh, an excerpt and a really cool image of this poster that's going to be included in the Barnes & Noble Special Edition. That is her all in the dark red with a lightsaber and being Inquisitor-y. Yes. All oh, smoky. Yeah.
2: Cool. Super
1: cool. <sighs> yeah, lots of book stuff happening. Recently, we just kind of finished off High Republic Phase 2, so go back and check out the episode we just dropped with King Tom uh, on Cataclysm. I am looking forward to recording a couple on Quest for Planet X and Path of Vengeance, which was also bananas. Uh, Phase two is enjoyable. And we are going to be on phase three very soon. This Mm -hmm. fall, I believe.
2: Yes, that sounds
1: great. So yeah, good times, good times, good times are coming. Uh, From a certain point of view, got moved up to August? Yes which is awesome. Which is very exciting. 40 stories of wait. Return of the Jedi. Yeah. What's your, what's your prediction? Wait. They revealed a couple already. You know that, right?
2: Oh, I did not know that. Uh, I didn't look.
1: Spoilers. Um, Kristen Baver is writing a size noodle story.
2: Oh, you know what? I did see that. <laughs> I did see that. That's awesome. I am, if there is not one of that Ewok that dies in, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, in the battle like of Endor, that Ewok the, dies and a little uh, Ewok like uh, holds uh, it. What the Yeah, he? Yeah. that's gonna be a story if that's not a story i'll just be surprised that'll be a story
1: i'm ready for with my nine numb with my knee and numb story i'd like i'm ready for that i'm ready for the guy that's in the briefing where they have thing and he's like my team you know han's like my team's ready i don't have a command crew ready yet you know yeah i didn't want to speak for you general count me in leia's like yeah and then like I'm with you too. And Luke walks in, and some guys right next to him looking at him like, this fool just runs into the meeting. These fucking <laughs> guys. Like, I oh, want that. Oh man, that, that would be so good. Uh, <laughs> from I a want, certain
2: perspective. I also of want here. the Rancor Keeper. That's gotta oh, be one too, right? Malakili, yeah. Yeah. I think yes. that would be a really good one.
1: 10 out of 10. He's definitely like priority. Although, and man, Ula.
2: Ula needs one. Justice for Ula.
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah, we still got like thirty-five to give away, so we're you're fine.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We're good. We're good. Uh, I yeah. would also, I will also accept, uh, like people we didn't really see but we knew were there somewhere. Uh, Hera and for one. Oh, absolutely, Hera. Um,
2: um maybe Rex.
1: Mm, I mean, I, I feel like he she he would be included in the Hera, maybe. Yeah. But we'll see.
2: Um, but it would be yeah. Nice there's to see so her. many. Yeah, things. Right, right, right. Or even just, like, someone from, like, maybe some guy in Coruscant who's, like, partying with everyone, yeah. you know, at the end. What's like, sen- let have, Senator... like, stuff completely far away.
1: How about Senator Pamlo? What's she up to now?
0: Yeah,
2: Senator Pamlo. Or, um, I was going to say something. I don't know. Lots Ewok stories. Or, like, seeing, like, some of the Ewoks that, like, we get to know in the Ewok, like, in the cartoon. Oh,
1: no, things I want, just, I like, want, uh, Pikpa. Okay. Give me the
0: Pikachu. Oh. <gasps> oh. oh yeah. Oh I
1: don't know if you've seen this, but they there's a little they're doing little like so it's Return of the Jedi one shots. And
0: mm-hmm. they're all
1: like there's a Jabba's palace, there's an Ewoks one, and there's a Lando one, and basically what I was getting at is in the Ewok issue, there's a Peekpa story.
0: Oh. The Peekpa. return
1: Revenge of the Battle Scars. <laughs> alright, alright. Uh, yeah. Lots of comics, lots of Peekpah, lots of good times. Uh, I guess let's get to Battle Scars now. Yeah. So, spoiler free. I really like it. I really like the games, obviously. Uh, but the characters. This is the like. This is like a character book. So, if you really mm-hmm. like the characters, want to know more about them, this is the book for you. It's particularly for me, I really like Marin, and this almost feels like at least half a Marin book.
0: Yeah
2: yeah it, it's you know obviously just because of the nature of of you know video games, we pretty much just follow Cal in the mm-hmm. games, and i we got to like get really see the perspective of the whole mantis crew at some point, especially Aaron yeah. got a lot, and so that was just really cool to get to like get in their head in a way we don't really do in the games yeah um and you know just the way you can in a book that you can't really always do as easily in screen media of any kind mm-hmm. so. It was really, really cool to see them. Everyone felt just like I could hear all their voices in my head. Yeah.
1: And to me, I think that's like a testament of how good the writing is. Like, Mm -hmm. like when it's like when it's very like true to the character, like it's really easy for me to hear the voices say it. You know what I mean? And I guess like. Yeah, exactly. It's a weird thing. Like with a video game character. If you've played the game like I have or like we have, you've spent. 40 hours 30 hours 60 hours or whatever with that character even though you're kind of just running around and swinging a lightsaber half the time or jumping on walls or whatever um like you don't realize it but you get very close and intimate with those characters because you like just walk around and talk to them and you hear the voices and like when they talk uh i hear the voices very clearly and i think that's Mm -hmm. also when the writing is done really well um and it also happens when I find uh, there's like a little... There's like a line. So you have characters that are not established, like new characters. And it's almost like our mind will make up whatever it is that that character is (laughs) in our heads because we have nothing to base it off of. And it's like this free thing that we get to build ourselves, right? And then you have characters that like we all know. Like in this case, it's like the the Mantis crew. And we hear them really clearly. Uh, But then like it almost... it sometimes it ends up being more difficult with like some of those characters, like in particularly like classic characters that are so known and loved for so long, like Han Solo and Anakin and Obi-Wan or Luke Scott, things like that, mm-hmm. where when the voices are off, it like, it sounds a little like it, it, there's so much about them. And you know, this character so well that it's like the writer has to do an excellent you know, job to get their voice because even if it's like a little bit off, the reader will always know because we know yeah. those characters so well. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, like that's a, you'll see like really good examples in the, in like even in the past couple of years with a uh, brotherhood that did yes. excellent. I was Obi-Wan, thinking of
2: brotherhood.
1: Obi-Wan and Anakin. Cause like you could hear the voices mm-hmm. so clearly. And um, yeah. also princess and the scoundrel did a really great job of, of mm-hmm. uh, princess Leia and Han Solo. So, like, when they nail it, it's really, really great to nail it. But then I don't want to, like, throw shade at legends, but, like, you can hear a couple of books in your head when you're reading it and you're like. Mm-hmm.
2: He wouldn't say that. <laughs> it's that.
1: Okay, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean?
2: Yeah.
1: Um, so I just, like, I, I think this is a case in which the author, even though we don't know these characters as much or as long as, like, some of those classic characters. The amount of time you spend with characters in a video game is like way more than you do in a movie and probably mm-hmm. even a show. It's probably comparable to mm-hmm. a show, but it
2: depends on the show. It,
1: <laughs> yeah. But, but I mean, like, it, like, just in terms of time.
0: Right. If you think about yeah, a show yeah. that's
1: got 20-ish, ep- you think of Star Wars Resistance, one season of that, 20 episodes, 30 minutes a piece. it's like 10 hours, right? So that's. Yeah. Minimum, and you
2: don't, that's not all with any one character. Right, right. Either. You it's back like, all over the place. you know, where, like, obviously, this, we're not yeah. always with, like, Marin or Sarah, yes. but we're with Cal
1: basically I'm just the whole in time. In a cave with Cal dying over <laughs> and over for an hour and yes. a
2: half. Yeah. <laughs> Getting lost. Cal and I went yeah. circles through Kashyyyyk yes. trying to figure out how to get back to the ship. Yeah,
1: yeah. Trying <laughs> to find my own ship. Uh, that
2: was several days where I'd play for a few hours and I'd get so frustrated, be like, I'll try tomorrow. <laughs> yes. Uh, We went through a lot together.
1: If you start a Rebels Season 1 rewatch at um, 07 and 33 seconds p.m., at midnight, you will still be lost on Zepho in Jedi Fallen Order. (laughs) Just kidding. Uh, So, yeah, I I think the author, Sam Mags, did a really great job with the voices of the characters. And also, Mm -hmm. I just really like like the energy. Like, there's Mm -hmm. a... I don't know. Like, I don't want to call it like, I don't want to call it like modern. Cause I don't like putting things into time places, but it feels like it feels now it feels, it doesn't feel frantic, but it feels like things are happening in a different way than like the way that Wendig wrote the aftermath books. I know a lot of people mm-hmm. had issues with that prose, but there was an urgency to the way that he wrote it in present tense, which was super interesting. Now Sam Maggs doesn't do that at, you know, it's like like a regular book with regular prose, but just like the urgency and the energy that's written with, I really mm-hmm. enjoy it. And I also feel like getting authors that really care about the stuff that they're creating shows on the page. And you probably see yeah. it like most these days with, you know, uh, E.K. Johnston writing Padme books. <laughs> like you can tell yeah. that she's thought about this for years. Yeah, And puts that love mm-hmm. and care and depth into these characters that she's finally able to flesh out, you know, 20 years later down the line. Uh, that's that I, I feel like this is a person that cares about these characters in this video game and is able to put that love and care. And I can see it on the page. So that's just something that I really love about modern Star Wars writing, because I don't feel like we've gotten that in the past. you are just like, hey, you want to write a Star Wars back? Yeah, I can do a Star Wars. yeah let me grab that cash right quick
2: that's a cash grab
1: (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. but you know i mean like there are some great books and there are some but like i just really like being able to see and feel that care and maybe it's because i care so much about these characters too i really enjoy Mm -hmm. uh great book great character stuff super exciting and like so many of these little like I don't want to call them Easter eggs, but all these like little references to things that like, if you played the game, you can just see it happening in your head. Yeah. You know, like there's a part where like they're on like a mission or something and they all have their like part in the mission and somebody's over here. And it's like, Marin was talking about, it was like, Cal respond. And he was like, Oh, something, something explosion. And he's out of breath. Oh, he was probably like, running on the side of the wall and deflecting laser glass <laughs> with his lightsaber, you know, like he always it's, did. Yeah. And I was like, it's true. I do always do that, don't I? When I play the game.
2: Yeah, well, and just like kind of um, putting in th- like gameplay mechanics, like, yeah, they have, um, like BD1 is giving him stims, like you do in the game, or he like mm-hmm. meditates in a mission. He's like, this is a good spot. And he just meditates in a mission, which is, you know, yeah. how you save your game, like just stuff like right, that. Right. And it's cool, it's cool to see because all of those things, like, if this wasn't a video game, probably wouldn't really be a thing. Um, it's just, you know, the nature of the medium of video games, like, you have to have stuff like that. And so it's really right, cool to right. see, like, these things that were a necessity just because it was a video game be pulled where it's not a necessity, but we're still going to do it just to connect with that to this character, Yeah, which was really cool.
1: And But I think also, like, for us readers, like, you could probably read this and, like, if you didn't play the video game and just be like, wow, this is exciting.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> um, But if you've played the video game, like, you literally have scenes running through your head because you spent 60 hours doing it yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, I do remember meditating with the thing. Oh, yes, that's right. I do remember when I, like, upgraded BD's equipment on the fly. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I do remember when I got that pink poncho. That was awesome.
0: Yes, they referenced
2: the pink poncho. There's, like,
1: all kinds of little <laughs> things like like that. Uh, that I just, it's super exciting. And like I said, that's another one of those things that, like, uh, I don't want to call it, like, an inside joke. But it's, like, a, it's a thing that shows me That the author has also spent time in this world. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's not like a prerequisite or anything. I don't want to be like, oh, fake fan, you probably never played Fallen Order or whatever. But like, that's that's a person that cares about this person who lived through the experiences Mm -hmm. that I lived through with this person when we sat behind a PlayStation for three weeks and played this game for however many hours. You know? And I just, yeah. I I really enjoyed those things. I really enjoy the world that it creates because it connects so much to the, to the to the world that I remember. Mm-hmm. Good times.
2: It, yeah, it felt like a very natural like continuation from Fallen Order.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah.
2: And then, you know, now that I'm I'm playing like Survivor, uh, it's like you can see those high-ends, too. It's yeah, very cool definitely.
1: To... You can see like the seeds planted here. That, um, you know, once you pick up the next game, you'll have a little more insight yeah. into what's going on there. With the yeah, because
2: I'm not I'm not very far into Survivor, but there's a few things where I'm like, if I, you know, going straight from Fallen Order to Survivor, I'd be like, Sarah's doing what now? Like, mm-hmm. sh- OK, right, but like right. seeing it here was a very nice like yeah. not that you need you don't need the book, but yeah, it's a very absolutely. nice transition yeah. to like kind of see. Like, oh, I, I get it. Like, obviously, she'd be doing that, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just gives you a lot of those pieces. And then in Survivor, you can see where a lot of those pieces end up getting placed. Mm-hmm. So I like that. Uh, it's really... And like, I, and like you said, like, you don't need either for either. You can read this book and have a great story. And you can also play Jedi Survivor and skip this and just be like, huh, that's what you're doing now? Okay. You know? <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Uh, but, like, when you have all the pieces, you have a much more complete picture. And me... Me, me like that. Me like, me like words. Uh, yeah. Okay. Are you, anything else to say? Or are you ready to get into spoiler
2: talk? Oh, uh, yeah, we can get into
1: spoilers. All right. From here on out, we're going to do spoilers. So either, if you haven't read this book, I would suggest you go do that right quick. Just mm-hmm. do that real quick. You know, you can put on, uh, Cal running on the wall and dying for 40 hours fighting Ogdo <laughs> Bogdo if you want to, and then,
2: uh, you know, though listening to Fallen Order music is a good companion. Oh, to totally!
1: This, yeah, I yeah, found. Yeah, yeah, Although, just uh, not
2: Suganisana because that's distracting because it's so good. You can't focus on the
1: book. Look, you do you. You don't police my Fallen Order music time.
2: I'm just saying, I had that one came on. I was not reading. I was, I was jamming.
0: Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> well, Look, I like to focus and meditate in the middle of Suganisana combat. <laughs> so you know, to each their own. Uh, okay. I'm going to give, uh, I'm going to give a summary right now and I'm going to give spoilers. I'm going to sort of go through the plot of the whole book and then we're going to talk about it. But so if you haven't read the book, go do that because I'm about to spoil it. And if you have no intention of reading the book, maybe you can just follow along and it, may be, it like it. You might've liked Jedi survivor. Cause this is uh, stuff that happened before that. So maybe this is your chance to get a little, uh, cheat sheet on it. I don't know. Are you going to read all of them I don't want to tell you how to live your life. Look, I tried to make it short. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> uh, I said short summary, question mark. All right, here we go. Cal Kestis, Jedi survivor along with his crew, trusty droid BD-1, night sister survivor Marin, Jedi mentor Seer Junda, and stinger mantis pilot Grease drives is prepare to assault a Hexian brood base and blow it up real good. When the plan goes awry, the team springs into action, taking down plenty of bounty hunters and stormtroopers who weren't even supposed to be there anyway. Marin, struggling with her magic after leaving Dathomir, finds a stormtrooper who claims to be a defector needing help. The crew escapes, with the stormtrooper, a mullet-having, buff, red-eyed Kashiri named Fret, who claims to have a lead that might help turn the tide against the Empire. Marin is super distracted by Fret's hotness. They meet with Karaslar, some rich dude on Hosni Prime, who tells them about a new technology called the Shroud. Unbeatable cloaking tech that basically fools everything. Whoever holds the tech could sneak anywhere or even disappear from the galaxy. Fret knew the inventor of the tech, and after learning of the Empire's true face, she could no longer stand by. The data is on Mercana and time-sensitive because inquisitors are being dispatched for the plans. Another team meeting is held, and much to Grease's dismay, they decide to take the mission. Seer thinks of her legacy and the future of the Jedi. On his way to the Shroud, the fifth brother thinks of his past with the Jedi and how they left his homeworld to die. Cal accidentally uses psychometry to discover some of Fret's past and a mysterious girl named Irie while definitely not snooping. Meanwhile, Fret and Marin get intimate and Marin feels her fire returning. Seer and Marin run recon on Mercana. Seer asks Marin about her new hot crush and then makes a stop to retrieve a circlet from a junk dealer. Cal wonders what is the use of obtaining a circlet of Suresh and why it's worth the risk. Seer explains it's important to have symbols to inspire the future. Fret and Maren stop making out long enough for a guilty Fret to confess she technically hasn't left the Empire yet. She claims keeping her codes active is necessary for the mission to succeed. Marin decides to trust her. On the mission, the fact Fret is an Imperial comes to light. Peeps are mad. A prison break causes chaos and the team finds the Shroud data card, which is not a data card, but a person named Irie, the same Irie who happens to be Fret's somehow-not-dead ex-lover, which makes things extremely awkward for Marin and her new crush. Team battles their way out, Marin gives into her rage and lets her powers burn freely, and then reanimates undead weapons. The fifth brother arrives. Cal makes fun of his hat. Jedi and Inquisitors battle with the fifth brother's power unrelenting. Seer arrives, but is unable to finish the enemy off. Grease jumps in to protect his friends and loses his arm. Everyone escapes to the Mantis with Fret and Iri. Iri, Iri. The team is volatile, angry, but alive. They start to wonder why they were all there. Mantis lands on Zamara. Seer tells the team they have 48 hours to clear their heads and meet back on the Mantis. Everyone heads out in separate directions. Seer and Cal talk about what's more important, building something or destroying something. Marin and Fret share a hot spring and talk about how they feel about each other. The next day, Seer and Cal wait at the Mantis. First Irie, then Marin, and Fret. Finally, Grease arrives asking what the plan is. Since it's Irie's tech and life, she's given the choice. Grease doesn't like the plan. The Mantis goes back to Ritahosnian Prime, and the team heads up to meet with Karis while Seer and Grease stay on the Mantis. Irie tells Karis she's built a prototype of the Shroud. Karis offers to help Irei finish her research in safety and offers his resources. Irie declines. Karis shoots Fret, and the Haxion-Brood bounty hunters arrive to fight. Cal and Marin spring into battle mode while Irie tries to help Fret. Chaos ensues, and Karis is beaten. The mantis is shooting down more brood ships incoming, but loses contact with the team. The fifth brother arrives, tracking Irie, and is ready to reclaim her. Marin resurrects Lar's body, and Cal gets Irie to turn her fake little shroud bomb into a really big bomb. Marin and Cal fight the fifth brother to buy time. Then they detonate the bomb, take out the entire floor. The fifth brother gets blown out the window. Everyone recovers. Marin is unconscious, but Fret finally wakes her up. Fret wakes up, protected from the shot by secret makeshift armor underneath her clothing, uh, and they escape. With a massive explosion to cover their escape and survival, everyone wonders what to do next. Fret and Ire go into hiding. They invite Marin, who turns them down. Cal wonders what the future holds for everyone. That's the book. That's what happens. Lots of... This is a... This is a sexy book. <laughs> this is all about Marin being attracted to hot buff fret. Yeah. Um, I uh, expected to be recording this podcast <laughs> not with you, who I've known since you were like 12. But yeah. here we are now. And this is a sexy book. It is. <laughs> there's, there's a couple of like it's like, it's all attraction and like this and like see a uh, Marin can't take her eyes off her. And there's like one part that's really funny. Cause they start like going to the little, the engine room or something. And like Cal walks by the room and like the doors all with her like fire magic. And he's like, Oh, she's getting her powers back oh, yeah. good for her.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and we who know what's happening in that room is like,
2: mm. Oh, okay. Cal.
1: So yeah, good times. Sweet um, little Cal. There's a lot of good stuff in this book and mm-hmm. a lot of, like you said, the seeds of like what's happening and what's like. Uh, yeah. Like what, like there are things where a lot of this book is them trying to figure out why they're here and what they're doing. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Think, yeah. There's yeah. a lot of like questioning, like especially there's like an amount of, of hopelessness, right? Cause they feel like, you know, it almost feels like they're the only ones fighting the Empire at this point. Right, we're right. five years before Rebels, yeah. Uh, or Andor, and, you know, even Rebels, you know, in early Rebels, they can feel very alone a lot mm-hmm. until they connect with Fulcrum and everyone. Uh, so it's, you know, they're five years before that, uh, and there's a lot of, like, hopelessness. Like, does this even matter? Um,
0: yeah.
2: And it, it's interesting to see, you know, they, even though at the end, so... A slight spoiler for Jedi Survivor. and Jedi Survivor, we meet and we see they're all separated at this point. And, and even end. though they end this, even though they end this book together, like the book could have ended with like, okay, here's everyone going their separate ways. Like the book ends mm-hmm. together, but you see the seeds of why they did all split when up. You see their like,
1: thoughts of like what they think, like, and the, that's the real question: is like, what are they doing? What are they trying to do? What do they hope to accomplish? Like, what's it's almost like what's their purpose? And mm-hmm. Cal is. Very simple in his purpose. He's like, he's like, I'm a weapon against the Empire. Just point me at the Empire and let me do my thing. Which is all of us playing the video game. Yeah. But not a
2: very Jedi way of
1: of seeing things. Like, but that's, he's like, I don't want to say like beyond that, but like he, he does live outside of that Jedi place. He's like, as a Jedi, I need to bring down this threat to the galaxy but he doesn't do it in a very Jedi way. You yeah. know what I mean? And he sees himself as a weapon, which is a very, like, not Jedi thing to think of yourself. You know what I mean? Um, and that's yeah, like. Yeah, we see yeah.
2: Sarah starting to, you know, while Cal is very much like, I'm a weapon, I need to, you know, we're going at the Empire. Sarah is like, kind of like, well, maybe we can't take the Empire down, but we can preserve the Jedi, right? right? right. Uh, and so she's like collecting. And she, you know, kind of endangers the mission sometimes, like collecting uh, artifacts and starting to build this archive that we see or have in the game, which was in the trailer. So I don't think that's...
1: But. Right, right. Well, but I mean, like, um, the idea. The idea yeah. is that she's starting to think about, like, how to preserve, how to build these things, how to make sure that things are ready for the next people. She's like, it mm-hmm. might not be us. We might not survive this. But how do we, yeah. like, make sure that when the Jedi return... Like they they will have the know they will have the support they will have the items they will have the resources or whatever mm-hmm. and she starts and to it's, think it's
0: about not it.
2: even just these items either like I love the that big scene with the fifth brother in like the middle of the book um, where they you know they defeated him they can go and Sarah is you know she's seeing Trilla and him and mm-hmm. she's like trying to to pull him back and it obviously doesn't work because we know the fifth brother's still doing fifth brother things later, but, right, right. uh, it was just, it was really cool to see that. And also how that, you know, that's how Greaves lost his arm
1: Yeah, yeah. It was like, because was there
2: trying to pull him, pull him away.
1: Uh, it was funny. Cause, uh, like I heard King Tom on a podcast, like sort of giving his little thoughts about this book. And he read this, you know, before this book was supposed to come out real close to the video game release. But the video game got delayed, and the book did not, and honestly, that made me very happy because I was like, "Oh, like I wanted to read this. Like I kind of like my things in timeline order, mm-hmm. you know." So I was very yeah. Much I
2: like, waited to start the. I ha- I bought the game and was like, "Well, I can't play it yet. I gotta finish <laughs> the book." <laughs> yeah,
1: I probably would have done like both concurrently if they had come out like that. But I just like that it ended up happening the way that I, I like. Like I got to see the story unfold and then be ready Mm -hmm. when the game came out. I was like still connected to that world fresh. Um, But I was saying King Tom was talking about how he said it in more of a spoiler free way because he was like, there's some big things that happen in this book that I don't know how the game's going to address. And I'd already read the book and I knew what he was talking about. He's talking about Grease getting his arm cut off. And I was like, I don't think they're going to address it, dude. I just think he's going to be, I think he's going to have a metal yeah, arm.
0: He's going to have a robot <laughs> like, arm. <laughs> yeah.
1: And uh, I've played the game for a while. Maybe there's a little side quest or maybe I haven't talked to Grease enough, but he hasn't said anything about it. Um, although in this no. book, he it's says a pretty,
2: He's a, a very bit. nice, hes a very nice metal arm in the game. Yeah. It's yeah. pretty, it's, it's
1: nice. But it's like one of the things. Yeah, no, I love, got a metal arm. I
2: love the passage when he's like, you know, like, you know, he's upset because, you know, he's used to have four arms, like piloting, especially. But I love that. there's like one little passage where he's like, ah, you know, I'll get over and get a metal arm. But for now, I'm going to milk it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is,
2: It was very funny. Very greased. Yeah. He's, um, he's, I think he was my one of my favorite characters to read from his POV in this book. Yeah. <laughs> he's just so entertaining.
1: But I love like all the little things that they kind of like do. Like there's like one point, like where the point where he runs in. He runs in to, like, save the people and get the people out uh, when they're fighting the fifth brother. That's how he loses his arm. But he's like, ah, oh, you know, sometimes it was cool. Like, this, people just don't see a little, like, forearm weird guy as a threat. So, like, you can run through this whole galaxy <laughs> yeah. and nobody, you know, and you think of all the times, like, R2 or BB-8 in a crate. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because like, it's like they just don't pay it If you're not threatening, if you're not this, like, if you're not Bosk or if you're not like a person with a lightsaber or if you're not the ninth sister, like they're oh, OK, whatever. <laughs> like if you're an astromech sure. droid, you can just run the streets. If you're a mouse droid, if you're a little guy, if you're a Jawa, they don't even care. You know, I just like that. Mm-hmm. The, the idea that people like they assume who you are based on your appearance mm-hmm. and that you can use to your advantage sometimes. And I like his idea also. He's like, these people, they just can't make up their minds. They're always so worried. about. It. <laughs> like a lot of his POV stuff
0: is really, really good.
1: He's so matter of fact and he's so, mm-hmm.
2: um, he's so funny. And something, this when we were talking about inside jokes. There were fairly frequent references to like Grease and Salt. Yes. In this book. <laughs> I enjoyed them a lot. Yeah. It was very funny because that scene with Cal and Sarah fighting, he's just yeah. in the Jedi Fallen Order when he's
1: So in this one, a lot of the Cal and Seer tension is like those ideologies starting to shift. And she's starting Mm -hmm. to ask him, like, what are you really doing? And he's like, I'm going to kill this. And she's like, how many times have we been on these missions? These like, oh, this one, we're like really going to get the Empire. And every time we do them and it's like nothing changes. You know, she's like, this is a big galaxy. It's bigger than us. Like, it's not us alone that are going to defeat the Empire. It's. But, like, we have to figure out, like, what we're, like, how are we really going to make a difference, I guess is what she's really saying, right? And he's also starting to feel like he's not making a difference. But his, Mm -hmm. his solution to not making a difference is, like, blow up more people, (laughs) like, kill more Inquisitors, like, or whatever, like, even though he can't, he can't beat the fifth brother.
2: Yeah, well, and that's the, the real thing is, like, I feel like the whole crew has the same kind of sense of almost hopelessness like we're not making a difference like what are we even doing this for but they're all reacting reacting to it in very different ways yeah. like Grease is like look maybe i'll just retire sarah wants to collect jedi stuff mm-hmm. cal wants to just you know just burn it even brighter uh and Marin, you know is also kind of like figuring out like what do i even like what do i even doing like i don't you know i went from dathomir to this ship like i don't yeah. know anything else yeah and it's, it's interesting to see like how it's the same starting point, but they're all going in completely yeah. different directions.
1: And, like, Marin's thing is, like, she, you know, like, as a Dathomirian, as a knight, she's so connected to the planet. And so, like, leaving the planet, even though she wanted to explore the galaxy and all this stuff, she's, like, she's she feels like she's losing the connection to her magic as well. Mm-hmm. Because she feels like it's connected to the planet and, like, losing that, all of that is, like, uh, you know, it's not until she starts feeling those intense feelings for Fret that her like she starts building that magic herself Mm
0: -hmm. you know
1: it's like she starts realizing i guess that she doesn't need the planet she needs like the magic is in her and it's like she needs to have it's a very like jedi confidence like semi lesson but it's Mm -hmm. also like what she cares about and what's important like she can make she has to make her own like find what she wants in this galaxy and she talks about yeah. it too. She's like, maybe I will. Like, I do need to try. I need, I've, I've never been anywhere. I've been with you guys. And we're always running like these missions. <laughs> I've been on all these missions and I get to kill lots of stormtroopers. It's great. Um, you know, but like she talks about wanting to explore the galaxy and really find herself, like who she is outside. Cause she's like, I was on a dead world my entire life alone, you know.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And like, yeah. I need to figure out who I am and who I can be, you know, in this galaxy.
2: Yeah. She she I think absolutely had my favorite like arc throughout the book. Mm-hmm. Um as far as like change within this book, mm-hmm. I think she probably the the biggest change I guess throughout the book too. Yeah. This very, yeah, yeah, this was a very much a Marin book.
1: Yeah, I uh, definitely feel like it's a Marin book. But like it does spend time with most of the characters and like mm-hmm. I know it's like a cal thing, but it there's so like much of the book revolves around Marin. Like, yeah, she's the one who really connects to the to fret the buff hot mm-hmm. mullet stormtrooper who's not a stormtrooper who's an analyst or something you know and it's like her relationship perfect. with fret who helps her like overcome mm-hmm. her powers and her relationship with fret that lets them trust you know like to do these missions in the first place and try to make this strike against the empire you know and mm-hmm. the shroud is this like tech that's supposed to be so good at cloaking and like you can fool anything like sensors people like droids da, 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 like nothing can defeat it and so you can like like it's still so abstract like i still don't know what that means really but yeah I'm just like okay like that's what it is and then sort of at the end of the book the girl who makes the thing she's like i can't like i tried to you know trying to make it made me realize that it's not like the tech isn't there like i can't make it yeah like it's it it's almost like it, it it's a macguffin in a real way that it wasn't even real
0: yeah <laughs> you know
1: um but like the idea is that they have to keep this out of the empire's hands because then the empire could like infiltrate the rebel and like kill everybody mm-hmm. who they thought da-da-da-da-da. well
2: and like they're saying like if inquisitors had this tech like then no jedi would stand a chance
1: right oh, and they could find you know. them anywhere or whatever and then also their thing is like if we get this then we can like disappear like we can strike at the empire anywhere we like don't have to be on the run our whole lives da-da-da-da-da. like you know so like it's like a very great idea. But then it, ultimately it's a thing that doesn't doesn't exist and like they're not mm-hmm. able to not able to stop anybody from having it, but they're also mm-hmm. not able to have it. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Um the yeah. fifth brother. We get his backstory.
2: Oh yeah, we get his I was really surprised to get his point of view obviously I he's going to be in the book cuz he's in the cover, mm-hmm. but I get to that page and we're reading from his point of view. And I was like, whoa, but I did not expect this in this book. That was really cool.
1: Mm -hmm. So he was like a Jedi and like his planet. They basically what the thing is like, they took all the resources from his planet to save another planet. And then his planet dies. But they were like, oh, like there was like not very many people. There was so much more people to save on the other planet or something. So it was like a very like, you know, like a numbers game, the way the Republic treated it or whatever mm-hmm. and so like that's his like grudge against the jedi he's like they didn't care about lives they just cared about the republic and there's th- like my people died and you know how how can you kill one people to save another people um in a very unfair way so like i get his uh his thing is actually pretty <laughs> interesting or like yeah his his logic is sound but then he just like starts killing people and it's like okay okay yeah. dude
2: <laughs> uh yeah, it was cool. Uh and Cal makes fun of his hat a Immediately. lot. Immediately. Which was pretty pretty fun. Yeah,
1: he walks in and there's a nice really, hat, bro.
2: <laughs> I really because like, you know, obviously when you play the game we get to hear all of Cal's little quips and like um you know, make fun of people. So mm-hmm. it was nice that we got to see a lot of that in the book too. Uh yeah. Like, that's, that's just such a, a cool that's an integral part of that character yeah. it's
0: always really entertaining
1: and i think like Marin's sense of humor too like Marin has this very yes. like <laughs> wry sort of deadpan like jokes that she does mm-hmm. and she's very like straight-faced about it and like but you see that come out in this book as well um like the jokes when she does crack something it's a very like <laughs> dark like, yes. Funny that she delivers with like no yeah. things, and people are like, ha, ha,
2: ha, ha. Oh. <laughs> "It's like kind of uncomfortable." Yeah, and so 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 related to Marin, I really loved how they described the magic, like yes. her magic in this book, like the way they described, like how it looked, how it worked, how it felt for her. Yeah, was super cool.
1: That it was
2: really, I really yeah. loved the the prose there,
1: and that's something that we've never like got into, like. Now that we have a uh, canon, Knight Sisters like in battle, like you see, you know, in the Clone Wars, you see them like doing like magic ceremonies, and they like kind of can like disappear and green fire and like all this stuff. You know, the the what is her name, the Mother Grand? What is her name?
2: Talzin. Mother, Talzin, Mother Talzin.
1: makes that like sword and fights Mace Windu with it, like all kinds of crazy stuff. Um, but Maren specifically in the video game, she was able to like bring the Knight Sisters to undead. She was able to like. She, like, disappears and reappears. You know, like, that sort of, like, green fire teleport plus, like, the green fire magic where she's burning stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, when they go through that. And I like that they sort of tied the powers into how she feels. Yeah. She talks about how comfortable it is, like, when she burns away. Like, when she disappears, like, if you've seen it in the video game or in any Night Sister thing, like, it's like the green fire erupts and, like, disappears her and then she like appears somewhere else in a burst you know i, I want to say like nightcrawler <laughs> like it's my only <laughs> thing to describe it as like how yeah. he releases in a he disappears in a poof she disappears with like green fire it's a little more fiery but you like it's mm-hmm. like the same kind of idea to appear and it happens in the game like there are a few occasions where you see her actually use the power and all that
2: Oh, she does it all the time. And I'm like running around the walls to keep up. And she's like, what took you so
1: long?
2: I'm yeah. sorry. I've got I to like climb up three different walls to get to where you yeah.
1: you are. And then
2: like <laughs> the,
1: uh, yeah, but the way that it, they connected it to her, like feeling of
2: mm-hmm.
1: like, she doesn't know who she is. She doesn't know what she is anymore without Dathomir. Cause she talks about how, like when she burns away and she disappears, like, it's almost easier because, like, you don't feel anything and you're, like, gone from the universe and, like, maybe that's where she belongs. Like, she doesn't have a home. She doesn't have a place. And I thought that was really cool. And it, not only was it cool to see how she, like, disappears from the world and, like, reappears in her head and how it feels, but it's also interesting that they tied it into her story of, like, mm-hmm. trying to figure out who she is. Yeah.
2: It was, it was really cool to see her, like, really ex- expand on the powers throughout the book. Because at the start, you know, she's doing the standard, like, you know, burning the stormtroopers and teleporting around and all that stuff. And it's draining her. Like, she, you know, she's mm-hmm. like, okay, I gotta take a break before I can teleport again. Like, I, and then, you know, by the end, and then, you know, it's also still draining, but she's like raising her undead armies. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, that's about as draining by the end of the book, dra- like, raising undead army is like as draining as just running around was earlier so it's cool to see you know that emotional arc be very tied to her powers Mm -hmm.
1: yeah very very cool and it almost like a little bit reminded me of like the first game how cal has to sort of like reconnect with his powers (laughs) too
0: Mm -hmm.
1: it's almost like this is her journey of that yeah like in an interesting way if you played the first game at the beginning of the game cal doesn't have much of his force powers because you know in the, like the story reason is that he's been hiding for five years and like cut himself off from the four you know like kind of like kenobi in the kenobi series how he's not the same and he has to like start doing it again and so like as you play through the game there are like scenes where you're like he remembers his master's teachings or he like does the thing and then it's like that's right that's how i run on the wall yeah. <laughs> that's how i double jump that's how i force push force pull force grab force this you know so i don't know like lots of those cool little things that are like in a real world they're like game mechanics but Mm -hmm. in the game they found a way to make them story mechanics as he reconnects to his jedi heritage and then in this book there's no video game but her doing these things and like letting those letting her connecting to herself be a story beat that's dope like they did that whole thing but without a game
0: yeah
1: uh yeah yeah
2: he had such a, a cool arc in this book, and I—I I only just found her again in the game, so I'm excited to see where we go. Do mm-hmm.
1: uh, you? Uh, yeah. Let's see. So, yeah. yeah, she's like my favorite character in this book for sure. Uh, yeah. So Fret easily is like the hot stormtrooper that Marin gets with,
2: <laughs> and she's purple. Yeah, purple, cachet. Very important.
1: Buff, tall, <laughs> mullet. And then, like, Cal is, like, mistrustful and he keeps saying them make eyes. And he's, like, kind of jealous, but, like, not really because, like, there's not really anything. But, like, you know, like, it's clear from the first game that maybe he does. Like, it seems there's something that he has feelings. Maybe he has feelings for Marin. But, like, they're also, like, a team and it's, like, their own thing. And he's like, yeah, why should I care? That's their own thing. Like, so, I don't know. But it's a... there's like a part where he's like, well, I'm just going to go. Uh, just, I'm just going to walk. Look, somebody left their clothes on the floor. I'm just going to pick them up. Not <laughs> use my powers at all. And then like, it's it probably wouldn't even work anyway. Cause like, who cares? Clear just clothes. And then like, he uses powers and he sees that this girl, you know, it's like, it's like an argument between her and somebody else. And they want her to leave the empire and she doesn't want to, but it's clear. Like when he inhabits, these memories and these feelings he can like see from the point of view and he feels how intensely fret feels for this girl this Nikto, who they keep calling a tall lizard
2: yeah they keep calling her a lizard oh i guess
1: Grease keeps calling her a tall lizard <laughs> that makes sense well
2: they keep describing, like even the prose just keeps describing her as like lizard yeah. or lizard <laughs> tall like...
1: scaly pale yeah um so he but he doesn't know what to do about it so he just doesn't say anything and then when all yeah. the stuff comes out about Fret, people are pissed. Then he's like, "Well, at first
0: it,
2: he feels like a little guilty because that was like obviously very personal yeah, he's memory, snooping, right? and it didn't, yeah. it didn't like really indict her of anything." Right. So he's just kind of like, he's kind of seems to feel bad at first. Cause he's right. like, "Oh, I don't really know what to do with this." Uh, and then when we, you know, when we they think Fret betrayed them, sort of, then he's like well i thought you
1: know (laughs) that's right that's right you
2: know and then he brings it back up
1: so when they get to and like all of this kind of comes to the head at the same time when they're going to look for the data they get to the thing and it's like a cell and they're like where's the data and the girl's like hey and he's like i recognize you just kidding no i don't Uh, (laughs) and then fret is like uh what and it's clear like something is going you know so it turns out, like Fret thought she was dead. That that's like their ex girlfriend, ex relationship. She's the builder of the shroud, the scientist who the Empire kidnapped to make sure she finishes her thing because she didn't want to finish it. But Fret thought that she was killed. Da 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 da. Um. So, well, it like, was
2: like because Fret was a like an analyst, and so Fret like also had guilt about, it, if I remember, because like. Fret was using her position to try and, like, erase her. Right,
1: right, and right. And
2: she, like, kind of, she went a little too far and they noticed.
1: Yeah. Which. So, it's like, she feels it's her fault that they got her on the radar.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: then when she disappeared, she assumed that they had killed her. And so then sort of went looking to try to find a way to, to make it right or get her revenge or recover her data or whatever so that it couldn't get out. And then when she hooked up with Karris, like, who's the... Karris is this rich politician, it seems. Yeah. A business person. I can't really tell. He's
2: a, I, he, I don't think he's a politician. I think he's, like, a business person.
1: Because he talks about I how think. he left Alderaan, because, like, Bail yeah. Organa was oh, so like... <laughs> happy to be Imperial <laughs> Senator Bail Organa, there's no way he was going to do anything, so it was time to get off Alderaan.
2: Um, yeah. And do stuff. But, like but, I mean, that. I guess he made the right choice getting off Alderaan, Fair. but...
1: Well he doesn't I, I
2: did read that and I was <laughs> like,
1: ha. You don't make it that far. Oh he, he could have he he had doesn't. ten nice years. That's true. Um, That's true. but so what he's doing is he's like, hey, I'm gonna donate my like he's using his resources to help rebellion rebel cells. But then I think he's also like it it, it ends up he's like a turncoat. He's working with like the bounty hunters, he's like What he's really doing is like making sure that they're he's like taking out business competitors almost. So he like he Mm -hmm. owns all the mines and this uh, the Shroud uses Merkanite on Merkana and like he Mm -hmm. owns all the mines. So like if the Empire gets this weapon, they'll have to buy. They will need so much of this uh, resource that he will be the sole facilitator of it and be like a billionaire. Ha ha ha. Yeah.
2: Well and he like he has, even has like you know his little like villain speech at the end he's like listen i used to support you know people fighting the empire but like the empire is more profitable now and he's this whole right. little like Well
1: they're like thing. oh i thought the empire was bad for business and he was like it was but like you guys are worse <laughs> cuz you'll get me yeah. killed or whatever <laughs> which spoilers they get him killed um but like they fight him and like the you know so much of this is like so video game or maybe it's just my reading of it because i played the games like when you fight him he's like this bird creature so he's like flying around yeah. with his blaster mm-hmm. and cal talks about like oh this is like so irritating like he he's so so, so hard to fight like. <laughs> and uh, but i'm thinking about it in a video game sense of like where there's the character that just flies away from you at a distance and, mm-hmm. you're, a Jedi and you're like oh my god would you just come here please <laughs> So yeah, well, you. they
2: fly away and their health bar starts going up when they're away from you. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Get back down here.
1: It's very much like fighting Boba Fett in Battlefront 2 or, like, <laughs> those people that play Darth Maul and just run away. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> like, yeah. It's like, oh, my God, will you just come here? I'm just going to kill you as Chewie. Get over here, please.
2: <laughs> That's what we're, like, in Fortnite when they start building and it's like, stop, just let me kill you. <laughs>
1: yes. Uh, you're only delaying the inevitable. Um. <laughs> Yeah, that was, that, that was, it was really cool. It was really, really interesting. The end was like, all, all the action is like so over the top and exciting it very much feels like video gamey. Um, But also the good thing that I enjoyed. The
2: action is like written really well. I like, with books, I can struggle through action scenes sometimes. because mm-hmm. so I'm like, okay, he hits him and then he hits him. Okay, can we get to like the story now? But I really, it really enjoyed the action, the way it was written in this book.
1: I think the way they did the action in this book, it was, it's like, it's not so, um, because some of the, like, sometimes when action gets like that, it's because it gets, like, so analytical about the thing. Yeah. Uh, he then reversed his grip and, like, pulled out the blaster, firing off three shots to the left, which were deflected. And, like, it, And you, you're, you like, take a thing that's a, a manner of seconds, or an exciting thing to really see, and, like, while you can really picture it in your head, because you're getting specifics, you... Sometimes it doesn't share that energy as if seeing it, because when you really watch that thing happen, it's like boom, 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 bling, 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 jing, 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 done. But reading it on a page, sometimes you're reading a page and a half of a thing that happened in five seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the way that they do the action here is, it's like it's frenetic. It's like they're fighting, they're tired, and then there's beats. Oh, he just like really quickly like sliced this guy in half with his like lightsaber and like pulled over the. Then she threw him the thing, you know. Marin burned two stormtroopers and like ducked back into the alley, then disappeared. Or what? Like they do it in a way where like everything's happening at once, and then they hit you with these little key moments that give you an awesome visual in your head. Yeah. So you're like, oh, that was that was rad.
0: Yeah. It's like it's almost
1: like you're only getting the cool parts of the action. Yeah. The rest is like they fight.
2: Yeah. Well, it's like it's like it's descriptive. Like you can still put it together. Yeah. But it's not the like every single movement needs a whole sentence. Yeah you um it's it feels you're reading it quick so it makes it feel quicker like yeah. as quick as it actually
1: is it, it definitely makes it feel more energetic and chaotic and i kind of enjoy that but i can see how some people might prefer a thing to be like i'm sorry i'm lost who did what now
0: like, yeah and i
1: think that might i don't know like i wonder how for people that didn't play the games how they you know what i mean cuz like when you how it uh, looks how it feels to them because i think i wonder if playing the video games of a custom us and we're so familiar with these characters and those sequences that like when it happens, it just falls into it in my head because when it, it happens, that's how it happens in video games. You're running, you're running, you're doing something. All of a sudden there's four stormtroopers, troopers and you're like, oh, crap, shoot this guy, bring this guy, force push that guy off the cliff. Okay, next. Um, <laughs> you know, and then like the book kind of treats it in that way. And I, I enjoy it.
0: Uh,
1: the fifth brother, his hat is lightsaber proof. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they're, like, all making fun of his hat, and then they, like, try to kill him, and it's, like, the, like, lightsaber, like, you know, ding, like, kind of deflects off, and he's like, man, that's why you wear that silly thing. Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, and, well, and
2: Grease also joins in on the making fun of the hat, which is fun. Yeah. I don't think as much as Cal, but it's, like, the first thing, like, Grease runs in, he's like, stupid hat. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's save him.
1: <laughs> oh, the hat guys are the worst.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. So well the whole thing with Gr- is like so what's happening is like the fifth brother is beating Marin. At first, like Marin's fighting off all the purge troopers and stuff while Cal's fighting the fifth brother. Then when she's done with that, she sort of starts joining in, but it's like they can only hold him off just long enough to like catch their breath because they're already tired from fighting all the other people, and it's like they can't beat him. Then Seer comes in. And then as like Sears fighting him, she is like remembering you know, she's remembering her, her Padawan. She's her in, She's remembering uh, Trilla and like starts to really wonder about like if she can save this person. And she starts like talking to him while they're fighting. And then like Grease is like, why are you talking? Like, I think she he can still hear mm-hmm. on the comms or something maybe.
2: Well, and I think also uh, like Cal gets like knocked unconscious. Right, right. And so like, and then Marin, I think Cal. Before that, obviously he sends Marin to go back and get Grease. It's like, it's like there's a point where like Marin's away, Cal is unconscious, Grease comes in, and this is all happening, and Sarah's like trying to just talk to the guy and not, yeah, you know, because she it was it was a point where like she could have just won, and they left, but. There was, like, insisting on doing this, even yeah. though, like, again, Cal's unconscious, marin's back of the ship, and, like, you know? Yeah. And that was, I was frustrating for Grease and what left him losing his arm.
1: Yeah, so he's, like, she's not going to do what needs to be done. And, like, seer is having this very, like, Jedi mercy moment where she's, like, you know, maybe I can't save him, maybe I can't help him, but maybe I can, like, plant the seed. You mm-hmm. know, maybe I can show him there's another way and not kill him. And, like, you know, maybe eventually that seed will sprout and he will, like, stop doing this or whatever. But she also, like, but she's, tr- like, she, as they're, like, fighting, because he's, like, trying to kill her, and she's, like, you know, throwing things at him and wrapping him up in giant metal things just so she can, like, <laughs> talk to him a little bit more and be like, this isn't what you really want, bro.
2: Well, she, like, disassembles his lightsaber,
1: which was really cool. Oh, that was rad. She,
2: like, pulls her, like, the whole turn out, and the whole lightsaber just, like, yeah. Like, like,
1: all the pieces just,
2: like, go everywhere.
1: And he sort of really cool. doesn't know how to comprehend that. He yeah. Stopped. He's like, what?
2: It was very Mace Windu in the, like, 2D Clone Wars. It was awesome.
1: Yeah, it was, like, super rad. And then he ends up, like, getting her own lightsaber, right?
2: Mm-hmm. He, yeah, he, he gets like, hers, that. I think.
1: And she's, like, yelling at Grease. And Grease is like, you're not going to do what needs to be done. And, like, he sees him grab the lightsaber and, like, swing... And he jumps in to try to protect her and he loses his arm,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
1: and then eventually they throw him out the window or knock yeah. him out. Or...
2: That's, that's what kind of gets there when she sees Gae
1: yeah, She snaps and out that's and what... grabs Zier yeah. and they leave. They still don't kill him. No. <laughs> but they do explode him out of a window and presume him dead later.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> when he shows up like at the, at the Karas' place. But that fight is a little cooler because like now it's a, uh, Cal and Marin and Marin starts reanimating the dead bird to like come back and fight him too yes. so yeah, it's like, there's a lot happening and then they set up the bomb and they like blow him up and they're like it blew up the whole floor he must be dead I think I saw him fly out the window <laughs> and yeah. you're like That's... this was
0: the same year with
2: Kenobi he had a busy year
1: what did he didn't fight in Kenobi did he
2: no but he yelled at Reva
1: yeah he did <laughs> in an alley it's yeah. like you're embarrassing us, bro. <laughs> uh, yeah. So let's see. So there's a lot of Fifth Brother action, a lot of Fifth Brother history. Uh, you know, shout out to some Inquisitors getting backstories because we're about to get a whole book about that, and that makes me happy. I like learning Inquisitor
2: backstories are super
1: fun. I mean, you could kind of call They're Jedi like Fallen in Order an Inquisitor backstory if you really wanted to. Yeah. Um, there's some good stuff there. Uh, and then you also have the seeds of Seer Junda trying to figure out how to make a difference and maybe build something for the Jedi order. Mm-hmm. Grease, who doesn't know if he has it in him to do this stuff all the time anymore. Marin, who really decides she needs to find herself, but doesn't, isn't quite ready to leave yet. And Cal, who's like, not clueless, but just like, I'm gonna keep fighting the empire. Yeah. Cal's he's
2: just like, he's like, I don't know what else to do. is kind of Cal's yeah, thing. Yeah. He's like, this is, you know, because especially being, you know, a Padawan of the Clone Wars, he's like, I fight <laughs> almost like that's kind mm-hmm. of what he's, you know, he's like, this is what I have to do. is like, what else am I going to do, you know? Right, right. Oh, uh, so it's, it was really cool. Um, There was, uh, I like I liked it so much. I took a picture of it, but I don't know if I still have it. But there's one passage that I really, really loved. Just, uh really struck a chord with me was um Grease asked Cal, was like if you, you know, could pick would you have been born and like taken born with the force and taken to the Jedi temple? And there's like he doesn't say it out loud, but he has like this really cool like little inner kind of monologue about like how much he loves being a Jedi and what it means to him. Mm-hmm. And that, that was really cool, you know, especially comparing it to like the fifth brother's feelings on the Jedi later. Right was super cool to
1: see there's an energy to it and it's like weird to describe because like when you're playing a video game it's like a fantasy and you're just running like and like granted you can say whatever you want about like jedi and killing wildlife but like that's how you make a video game yeah (laughs) you just make a video game you have to have enemies to make it fun otherwise you're just walking around and it's boring you know so like half a video video game you're killing wildlife they don't really talk about that here. Because, like, in this. Book, no. They do a good job of him just killing bounty hunters and stormtroopers.
2: They do have the Boggling, though. He's hanging out with yeah, like the Boggling and BD1 and the ship.
1: <laughs> and that they're friends and they have games. Yes. Uh, so cute. Must be the cutest games ever. Um, Yeah, the Bogglings from uh, Bogano.
2: But yeah. He does mention a few times, like, when I fought, like, one of the big creatures, like the big spiders. Yeah. And stuff. But he's not, like,. Yeah, sometimes I would just go around Zepho when I saw a bird, <laughs> mm-hmm. chop that thing up.
1: I just be like, uh, "It's funny, like, because when you play a video game, that's how you feel. You're just like, up, oh, cut it in half." Yeah, uh, I funny. try
2: to. I, I try to avoid. I was like, maybe I can, you know, sneak by these little creatures, but mm-hmm. they find me. Yeah,
1: they started it, and then I have to kill them. <laughs> they started it. They. I yeah. tried to let you. They
2: always be. start it.
1: It's okay. Every time you rest. They return to life. No, I <laughs> never
2: let them respawn. That's how that's
1: how <laughs> video games work. Yeah. Uh. Da, 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 da. Yeah, man. It's just it's a really good book. The characters are done really well. I love the seeds that it plants for Jedi Survivor, and um, I hope we get more stuff like this. Like between mm-hmm. this and Inferno Squad, we've got two really, really. I mean, I would count Battlefront the first book too, even though it doesn't really. Yeah. Help characters because spoilers the first battlefront game didn't have characters <laughs> uh, but like as far as being a video game tie-in, but i also just read the hunters book battle for the arena that was a oh i forgot book. that came out i it's forgot that
2: came really out
1: i hope that game comes out
2: i want that game to come out
1: because did, we just did you get to
2: play it in anaheim
1: no remember i got out of line to go do the thing i had to go <gasps> oh, do you guys were in line yeah. and i was like you you guys hang out with axel and just come meet yeah. me by the stage
2: so that was a really something. fun game and I really want to play it.
1: We literally got through the line up to the front and I was like, I got to go.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I do remember that now. Yeah. I know Axel played with us.
1: Yeah. But you guys got to play. Um, I just know that I just heard they didn't have anything at the other celebration. No, the last they
2: didn't. They didn't mention anything about it. So I'm like, I. It's oh, was supposed yeah. to come out like a year or two ago. Cause I think they announced it at like Chicago. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really want that game to come out. I really want to yeah, play I'm it. I'm scared.
1: Uh, I hope it does come out. The characters <gasps> but are...
2: But I got to play it. How can they not come out? I played it. It's like, it was fine. I'm, like, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure, you know, I don't know how video games work. I'm sure they have tons more to do, but I played it, and it was there, and it had all the stuff, and mm-hmm. I can't just, you know, you can release it, and then work on it more. I just, I want to play it. It was fun. <laughs> I got to be two Jawas on top of each other.
1: Yeah. Best They're, game
2: ever.
1: In the book. In the book, Zoe. They're in the book.
2: I had to read it. Uh, okay.
1: The book, the book oh. follows Reeve, which is like the main character of the book the, is like, the like Sith, Sith girl. kind of girl. Yeah. But it's really cool like how, you know, the idea is it's, it's not like a sport, but it is like a, I don't even know what to call it. I guess that's the closest word I can think of it, but that's what it is, right? They all get in there. They all fight with each other. And then at the end of the day, they win or lose their money or what, you know, like it's a business, mm-hmm. you know, but it's a very interesting story. It's really good. Like, I don't want to say middle grade reader books are bad, but like, I found it very compelling. Like the story that it tells uh, it was super interesting. And then like a lot of the characters are there, like the Jawas and the uh, the droid that is a Jedi, you know,
0: oh, yeah.
1: uh, Amara Vex from from this game and also crimson rain who's part of like uh the orphans and uh what's her name i forgot the name of that valley Cheneth cha chaneth cha i think sounds right but yeah there's some cool stuff in there
2: yeah i really like i mean i like the books that like don't really tie into anything too obviously like you know like have books like this books are mm-hmm. awesome but oh, there's it's just a cash grab very... from episode one. Oh, you're right. Oh my gosh. Um, but there's something really cool about like when it's—I don't say when it's relevant because Star Wars is always relevant yeah. in my life. But like when it's like this is the new thing, and here's another new thing that goes with the new thing. Right, uh, right. That's something I wish. Like I feel like the shows don't get tie-in stuff because all these shows Not coming no. out and there's like. Stuff doesn't really go with them anymore.
1: Yeah,
2: like Rebels got tie and stuff. Yeah, that
1: was like the last one. But Remember
2: when that was we like got the last one. The new
1: Dawn and
2: Kane yeah, and... but like Resistance hasn't had Nothing. anything. Like the Mandalorian hasn't, which is... boggles my mind. I know there's supposed to be some stuff that got canceled, and they have the yeah. comic adaptations, I guess, mm. but not like a new thing. And it's you know, like Andor doesn't really have anything right now, mm-hmm. and it's like I guess. Well, we
1: wan had Brotherhood. Brotherhood. Yeah. Brotherhood. I mean, there was that an Obi-Wan was. comic, too. But, like, yeah. it's funny because, like, it's almost, like, I don't know exactly. <laughs> like, I, I don't know and I probably never will know the reasons why these decisions are made. Because I don't see a reason, like, that's when you do your cash grab when the thing yeah. comes out, man. You know? Uh, so, for instance, this book and this game coming out feels right. Hey, I'm excited for this game Mm -hmm. i would love to read a book about these characters give me a comic book too give me something you know yeah you could that is one
2: thing when we start because for whatever reason they are not doing (laughs) They don't seem to be doing it for the shows but when movies come out hopefully they'll start doing because i was i always really loved the excitement of like you know like these movies are coming out and like by the time i watch the movie i can point out like a bunch of the background characters Mm -hmm. like solo and i was like there's therm scissor punch there's right. my guy, Thorn mm-hmm. uh, And like... I got
1: his card that from kind Denny's. Of thing.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think I also got a card of says from Denny's. I have mm-hmm. it somewhere, probably. But like that kind of thing. Yeah. But I I really I, enjoy the, you know, things coming out together that are all related. Yeah.
1: I, I wonder if it has to do with like secret... Like for the Mandalorian. Like that's such a huge property that they put so much into promotion, but they give mm-hmm. us no stories or anything about... Like, you could give us a... A, like, imagine if we had a Bo Katan comic or something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Because I, like, I feel like secrecy, right, is probably a lot of the reason that mm-hmm. these things don't happen. They can't spoil what the Mandalorian's about or whatever. So, when you think about it, Star Wars Rebels, they gave us a book that was like, that's how Kanan met Hera. And this is a comic about when Kanan was in Order 66. So, you know,
2: like.
1: And we got okay, Ezra and Bosk. And we got Ezra and Bosk. So, like,. All of these things that happened before. And like this book mm-hmm. happens before the game that is also concurrently released. Like and I guess like how would you do that with Mandalorian? Hey, he's just a bounty hunter running around.
2: Yeah. I mean I guess at this point, like when season four comes out, do stuff related to season three. Right. Be, right. Like at this point. these are their little but,
1: adventures with a Delphi squad or something. Or even like you yeah. could just do stuff on side stuff that is like tangentially mm-hmm. related. You give me a uh grief cargo book yeah you know what i mean or something like that like fine you don't want to give me a book because you can't spoil whatever the the secret uh uh origins of grogu and mando and Thrawn or whatever's happening okay give me give me a book of like you probably have a lot of uh bo katan stuff mapped out give me some of that
2: mm-hmm. give me or a, like we got some gideon stuff yeah
1: give me some like moff gideon i would stuff. read a gideon book
2: yeah
1: give me some of like his, his Children of the Watch. Let me see how those mm-hmm. people... Can, like, uh, uh, Mandalorians work very well in comic books because they all look awesome. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. You could do... Like when little, they have the
2: helmet on, they're a little easier to draw. Yeah,
1: you could do a four-issue miniseries on, you know, the Night of Sorrows. Or Sorry, not the Night of Sorrows. The Night of a Thousand Tears.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And you wouldn't spoil anything because we already know what happened and we got, like, some cool little flashes of Bryce Dallas Howard uh, directed episodes. But, like... You know what I mean? Like, you, there's so much that you could give us that we would still make us more excited for and probably not spoil the thing that you're afraid you think you're going to spoil.
0: Yeah. You know?
1: If you think about it, Rebel Season 2, that's also when we got the Ahsoka book and the Thrawn book. Uh...
0: And they were both,
1: like, not quite related, but, like, I do think them as tangentially related. Oh, no, yeah. Season 3 was the Thrawn yeah. book. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. So, like... But you remember those book announcements were made at those panels, I believe.
0: Yes.
1: Maybe not Ahsoka. No, I'm not sure. I'm second guessing.
2: But it was the timing. It (laughs) was
1: like the timing. They either made the Ahsoka book announcement like right after the season one finale. Maybe that was it. But it was like tied in with Ahsoka's appearance in Rebels. Yeah. You know? And then people were like, oh my god, this is going to be awesome. And then it was like, it goes back to her after Order 66. And then people were like, man. That's not what I wanted to see, and then people were like, "Wait, Siege of Mandalore," and then it was like, "It's right after that." (laughs) Oh, but I'm like, "It's a good book about Ahsoka." Like, Mm -hmm. hey, do you like? I love it. Do you like Jedi's Survivin? Let me hit you with a couple (laughs) books of Jedi Survivins. This is a Jedi who survived named Ahsoka. This is I have a list. Kanan, the last Padawan. (laughs) Thank you for coming to my TED talk. Um. If you like this book and like this so like I would recommend either other video game books like Battlefront 2 or Star Wars Hunters.
2: Inferno Squad is really good.
1: Yeah. Inferno Squad. We
2: talked we podcasted about Inferno
1: Squad. Yeah, we did. It was cool.
2: Yeah.
1: It was rad. You can go back and listen to that episode. I don't want to look up what number it was. Because it's always (laughs) sprang this on me. Uh or if you wanted like like Jedi survival stories in the dark times, you have uh I would look and I would just say, I'm just saying, if you like Jedi's and Night Sisters Hanging Out, I would recommend Dark Disciple. Mm. Another great oh, yeah. great book in the Jedi Night Sisters Hanging Out. Uh yeah, Dark Disciple, one of the best. <laughs> uh but Jedi Surviving, I would say Read a New Dawn. I would say Pick Up Ahsoka. Uh here, I might have a mm picture on my phone Kanan, the last padawan comics also the um, to that dark
0: thing. temple
1: oh yeah the dark temple mm. comic from jedi fallen order
2: i mean it, i guess that's no, not jedi surviving but it's jedi yeah. that will survive <laughs>
1: that's fair jedis that that will that may or may not have survived <laughs> jedi's survivors <laughs> uh yeah so that that was those those would be my recommendations. Play the games if you haven't played the games; they're very fun. You can set them to a story mode that probably makes it a little less complicated because sometimes these games are difficult. Well, at least the first. Well, I mean, no, I played the second one quite a bit. I haven't talked about it at all because I really don't want to spoil anything. I'm enjoying it a lot. Yeah, I am pretty far. I think I might be able to finish it today. I, thought I'd I only
2: just it. got to Sarah's little archive. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I'm not going to spoil anything, but I th- I think I'm very far into the game. I've had a lot of fun. I've learned a lot of things. I've seen a lot of beautiful places and vistas. I've given my cow many haircuts. Um, <laughs> and right now I'm going for High Republic Jedi. Is my, that's my, that's my, what, what do the kids call it? Your fit? My, that's my mood. No? Oh. Fit? What's a, Is that it? like, your, like
2: your outfit right okay sure
1: that's fit? my fit is high republic jedi at, the moment. at first i did high school cal and he was like clean shaven long hair tank top and baggy pants
0: because he was like
1: 90s high school cal and then i was like mullet cal uh and then i was like oh you know i'm uh this planet looks pretty hot so i'm gonna put on a tank top oh this planet looks like cold and windy i'm gonna put on a hood and like some like obi-wan oh, that's smart. hermit like i was adjusting my outfit to my things
2: Keep Kyle comfy. And then
1: you know, yeah, I was also like, that's a lot of work. Yeah, you need a beard. Oh, I've spent lots of time. So right now, make sure you're following us on Twitch, RogueRebels.tv slash Rogue. Nope, Twitch.tv slash RogueRebels. But just look for us. We're RogueRebels on Twitch. I've been streaming the entire game pretty much as I play through it, and you probably can see me changing my outfits. Last night, I changed everything to High Republic. My saber is gold and white. My BD-1 is gold and white, mm-hmm. and looks very High Republic and shiny. Uh, and my clothes—I was going for High Republic, but now I feel like Ren Fair Cal.
0: I'm like <laughs>
1: I'm like tangentially close. It's like not quite as fancy as I wanted it to be, and then the colors are a little different. But I still—it's a—it's a vibe. It's a he, vibe. he's now. on
2: the run. The. But- You know, he's having a bit more of a struggle than the High Republic Jedi are sometimes. He doesn't have levelers to worry about.
1: Look, I'm I'm going through the game, but here's how I play video games. I sort of like I don't one hundred percent them off first on the bat. I sort of go through the story because I just really want to see the story. Um you know. So I just I I I want I I probably could, like, collect more things and have, like, a better High Republic guy with better haircuts, but <laughs> uh, so far, this is my guy. He's, he's, he's mostly High Republic-ish. You know. So I'm having a lot of fun with it. The customization is yeah. unbelievable uh it's great fun i'm sending you a picture right now and that is my oh your cal high republic cal and you oh, can yeah. see go look at go look at high, i
2: haven't unlocked a lot of
1: look at high uh, republic bd things
2: okay you have to send them. are they on the notes or are you actually no funny? i actually texted okay there it to you. okay oh so bd is very love. shiny yeah
1: bd is shiny and gold oh. you can't see his face he has
2: like western vibes
1: okay see he has like the little fancy renfair type jacket yeah. with buckles yeah and then if you see, you can't see his face. He's looking away, but he has like the, uh, what is it like? It's like the little mustache with the little soul patch, can, and like the little. I can sort deck.
2: of see that. I can see like the mustache sticking out. Yeah, he's
1: very, he's very, he's very fancy.
0: <laughs>
1: but yeah, good times. Uh, this is a great book. Sam Mags is a great author, and I hope.
0: Yeah.
1: She keeps giving us more. Write more Star, Star Wars. Wars great stuff. I don't know <laughs> if she's doing it from a certain point of view. I think she did one. What else did she do? I know she did. I think she did something in stories from the Jedi and Sith. Uh, I'm going
0: to
2: look it up. You
1: talk or I'll talk <laughs> while you look it up. You're faster.
2: Uh, Yes. Kids, she wrote kids the kids Luke. Oh, okay. The Luke story for yeah. stories of Jedi. And Sith. Luke oh, on I the like that one right? Luke on the bright side. Yes. Great. And she's been, she's a recurring writer on Star Wars Adventures 2020.
1: Ah, okay. Sweet. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Those are Whoa. the, uh, that was the second series um yeah, yeah.
2: and she's working on the knights of the old republic remake
1: Ooh, i forgot about that interesting sweet Whoa. uh awesome
2: that's wow. a lot more stories than i thought yeah okay yeah. keep doing it keep up yeah. stay with us
1: keep up <laughs> hey sam Max, thank you for your star wars thank you for your contributions to things that i enjoy <laughs> and have fun with uh yeah. thank you for... she's
2: written tales of tales of villainy and lead for adventures the Princess and the Bog are the um, the adventure stories. Gotcha. Said. Gotcha. I, I, I didn't read them. Yeah, the IDW you, ones. I have That them. means anything to yeah. you.
1: There's only like seven issues. They're pretty good. But like it was like right at the end of the <laughs> I,
2: I have the Marvel app. So the IDW ones are harder. Because yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I have to, have to actually them pay a, like, more <laughs> money.
1: whatever. But yes, it is uh,
2: a, Are they on Kindle?
1: They will grab okay. your cash, Zoe.
2: I don't have I don't yeah, have much cash for
1: know, them to just wait till they come out with the collections and then just buy the graphic novel <laughs> and you can get like the whole thing in one. But the problem is IDW doesn't have the license, so they might not be putting them in a collection. It's a whole snafu, in my opinion. Because I don't have any of those collections, which I want, because I just have the single issue, so every time I'm like, Ooh, I wanna check out that story, I have to dig through my like pile of issues for those. And normally I like to get rid of the issues once the series is done and then I buy the trades. And then I'm like, ah, yes, let me get uh, Star Wars 2020 Volume 3. Yes, this is what I'm looking for. The Inquisitor versus the Librarian or whatever, (laughs) you know. And it's a lot easier for me to find. It looks nicer in my collection. Uh, So I don't know if who's going to pick up the slack. Maybe Dark Horse. You're going to give me Dark Horse is putting out collections of the High Republic Phase One comics. So I am happy about that. Because the IDW comics were like these small collections that were like trade sized. So they shrunk the mm-hmm. comics down and were like, here, here's five issues and I'm like, but why is it square? Why is it little? <laughs> no? Uh and so they're putting like them out as one big collection and all together. So yay. For nice, me. nice, nice. Can't wait till those come out.
0: I do I do
2: still need to work through. I have the rebels, so those like Magazine comics that they finally put all together for us.
1: Oh, I got that too. I have
2: to make, yeah. I have to make my way. I have to finish making my way through this. Yeah,
1: those are cool, and they're all short, so you can go through yeah. them like five or six at a time. Yeah, boop, 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 knock out like six. They're in an so hour. fun. I
2: have yeah. my wallpaper on my computer right now is actually a shot of Sabine, Zeb, and Chopper in a speeder. And Sabine's like got her feet up. Mm-hmm.
1: It's really cute. There's one of uh like, there's, there's a couple, like, where I think there's a specifically a few different ones where it deals with, like, these Imperial cadets that Ezra's working with. And they're, like, all going on to Sky. Like, in, there's, like, different little missions, but on one of them, they all have these little masks because they're all supposed to be undercover. And <laughs> so I'm like, oh, a new helmet for Ezra.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, good times. All right. Uh, Zoe, where can people not give you cash on the interwebs?
2: Uh, you can, for Star Wars Geek Girl Stuff, Star Wars Geek Girl dot com, uh, and then Twitter and Instagram are at S W Girl, and Facebook is Star Wars Geek Girl. I'm on uh, TikTok and Instagram at Specter underscore five, and on Twitter as at Zoeka. Um, things. Oh, and the podcast, Star Wars Geek Girl podcast, is wherever you're listening to this podcast. We're hopefully I got a schedule. We're hopefully gonna talk about visions soon.
1: Ooh, I finally sweet.
2: got through all visions.
1: <laughs> yeah, we got a second episode that you probably already heard before this one. But yeah, we we, we broke that up into two things. Uh, just for the listeners real quick, can you spell a Zoeka?
2: Oh, A-H-Z-O-E-K-A.
1: Sweet. That way they can find you. And be yeah. like, I found you. It wasn't you.
2: I don't know. I'm not on Twitter very much. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> but,
1: oh, you don't want to pay $8? Just, what are you against? No. Cash grabs now, Zoe?
2: Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oh, also, grabs. um, on, uh, June 3rd, I think, oh, Saturday, June 3rd, uh, my dad has a panel at a con in Philadelphia, Fan Expo Philly. Uh, it's a very nice con. He has a panel and I'm gonna be on it and so is my sister. Uh, so if you're in Philly, go to Fan Expo Philly, uh, or, you know, just wanna watch that when it comes out when he posts it, uh, that should be super fun. Uh, and Katie Sackhoff's gonna be I'd fan X for Philly, so... You don't want to go for the panel, go for her.
0: (laughs) And Giancarlo.
2: There's, like, a bunch of crazy... Like, Sam Raimi's gonna be there.
1: Interesting. I mean, technically, he's also for Mandalore, but not in the same way, I don't think. Not (laughs) Sam Raimi, I'm talking about Giancarlo.
2: I would love for Sam Raimi to do Star Wars.
1: Sam Raimi, what is your connection to Mandalore? Uh... (laughs) (laughs) Is
2: Spider-Man there?
1: Hmm uh evil dead no
2: evil dead wait. doctor yeah he's evil dead and doctor strange too
1: right no i'm trying to think of, i'm pretending i'm him trying to think of a connection oh. uh some guy was in evil uh bruce campbell who was inspired no wait back to the drawing board he has to like connect it through actors <laughs> it's like such and such was an evil dead who was also in the movie with boom and then there jeremy bullock that's my connection to mandalore <laughs> <laughs> or whatever Nailed it. All right. He's like, I'm at this con on this panel. That's my connection to Mandalorian. <laughs> <laughs> all right. It was excellent talking to you. Thank you for being my book buddy today.
0: Thank you for having me on.
1: No problem. Uh, once again, you can check us out. Make sure you rate and follow the podcast. Now is a great time to do that. Tell all your friends you just listened to a dope podcast about books and cash grabs. Tell the do you know what? Take this podcast and be like, man. This was the easiest cash grab I ever grabbed cash at. <laughs> D- you, if you want to know the secret of grabbing cash, share this podcast.
0: That sounds like a stars. scam.
1: Is the internet not just full of scams? I guess. Isn't that what everybody else does? <laughs> hey, follow me if you want to know how to... <laughs> want to be rich and successful and grow your followers? No. Well, maybe (laughs) (laughs) Alright So yeah, do that and you You will be blessed by good um, You'll be blessed With extra, the the Grease Fairy will come and bless your food And in the night and you'll wake up And everything will be extra salty Yeah But not you, you'll just be like awesome You'll be happy, Mm -hmm. you won't be salty about it At all No. Alright, good times, we connected it, bam (laughs) Boom (laughs) Mandel. wait boom Pagano. <laughs> nailed it all right thank you for listening please follow please rate please do all the things I said I'm watching you